Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, January 2nd edition, 1st of 2017. Technically, Fightful has existed throughout two years. I already think we need some more awards, but uh, I guess we got to wait for those. But if you go to our Twitter, scroll down a bunch, a bunch through all the raw stuff, you can vote in our year-end awards. I took up nominations this week. Um, Alex Palowski is joining me and it is a dead heat right now for Fightful Podcast Moment of the Year. On one hand, we have Alex Pawlowski's promo on Jeff Hawkins, which I absolutely hated. <laughs> and on the other hand, we have Vince Russo singing Shawn Michaels' theme, which I absolutely loved. Well, there's no accounting Can you overcome. There's no accounting for taste, Sean Rassap. So, you know, to each his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of people out there who, uh, who liked my promo and uh, weren't. Maybe, maybe the 2017 Fightful Podcast moment of the year will be you uh, opening up the cake that I bake you with a file in it so you can break <laughs> out of that goddamn prison that you're in. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, this, this is a basement. It's a block basement. I, I got to, you know, do some home improvements apparently for you. So that it can uh, appease yourself there. We have somebody saying, uh, I want Fightful shirts before the Rumble so I can wear them to the Rumble. I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'll see what I can cook up. I'll see what I can cook up. I, I'm pretty sure that we can get something done. We had Monday Night Raw. But before that, there's a little something we got to talk about. Something happened Friday with possible WWE ramifications. Ronda Rousey lost. She got her ass knocked out pretty bad. Well, TKO'd. Uh, there's been a lot of talk. You got Jonathan Coachman saying she absolutely won't be brought in by the WWE. I personally say you know, she might be, but her stock is down. I think it's r- ridiculous to say that Ronda Rousey won't be brought in by the WWE, but I've got people comparing her to Brock Lesnar and Mike Tyson and things like that, and I want to do uh, – Mike Tyson – was a bigger 
cultural figure than Ronda Rousey. Not saying that Ronda Rousey isn't a big one. Also, even though he was riding a two-fight losing streak, he was eating human beings at the time. He wasn't being viciously knocked out and running from the media. Like, unfortunately, Ronda Rousey's doing. Also, um, what, what the Brock Lesnar situation. Okay, this is a guy who had a two-year run as a pro wrestler. He won a Royal Rumble, King of the Ring. He beat The Rock. He became WWE Undisputed Champion. He headlined a WrestleMania. He became IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And he lost two fights, and everybody knew that he was sick. As I've joked on the podcast before, the man had a surgically removed butthole. He was sick. Different situation than Ronda Rousey. Do I think she'll be brought in? It's quite possible. If I were to do it, I would say you bring her in, you gauge her reaction, and then you let that judge how you handle it. If she gets a good reaction, I would put her with Charlotte. I would have Charlotte just heal the hell out of her because Charlotte's really good at it and say just because you're washed up in your sport doesn't mean you can come over to ours. Get some sympathy off of that. If it's a bad reaction, maybe a Bailey or a Sasha Banks because I think either one of those two women are good enough and Rousey can do enough to work. She can work a Nia Jax style without the size. She can throw people, do that type of stuff. Alex, what do you think of the Ronda Rousey situation? Well, I thought that if she lost, just lost, not looked terrible in defeat, losing in the first minute of the first round, but just lost, that she'd probably retire from UFC and go to WWE. Uh, I thought if she won, she might leave. But this, the way she looked in that match, there's a lot of people who watch WWE casual fans who don't watch UFC, who've heard of her but don't really know anything about her, that kind of stuff. To those people, they really won't care if she's brought in. To the people who are crossover fans who do watch UFC, right now and through certainly the spring, Ronda Rousey's kind of a joke. So I don't know. And that, that's crazy to say, but it's, it, it, it is true to some I, people. I, she is yeah. a walking meme right now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that's frankly kind of cruel. And, and like, you know, people just either they were rooting for her to lose and she lost in the most embarrassing way possible. Uh, she, she looked like somebody who had never fought before in that match. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, had never, like, even, like, had a, a schoolyard fight with a bully. Like, she had no idea how to handle herself. It was, it was jarring to watch knowing what she looked like just a year and a half ago. You know? So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys, go back and watch the Friday podcast I did immediately after. By the way, thank you guys. The most watched MMA podcast we've ever done. I think it's the third most watched podcast we've done, period. Uh, also, Friday, we had a great show with Shane Helms where he and I broke down some of the confusing rules of pro wrestling. You all got to check that out, as well as the, most, uh, the latest Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauer. Uh, those have been getting high praise lately. Also, the, the Matt Riddle podcast, open to everybody. But on the Friday show, I hadn't got to see the press conference yet. Ronda Rousey's striking was so bad. It, it was real bad. No fundamental improvements over a year. That Amanda Nunes, her opponent, said, my game plan was to assume that she would have shitty coaching. And I wrote a feature on it that, that is up on the site now. It's titled, Ronda Rousey, Runaway 
as fast as you can from Edmund and GFC, you can still thrive. She is still a fantastic fighter who can win, who can beat the majority of the top 15 division. However, she made $3 million disclosed. That's before Reebok. That's before pay-per-view cuts. That's before additional sponsors. She's going to walk away with more money than she knows what to do with. And she's got a boyfriend who still fights. She's going to make money on the backside. I think WWE has a lot more interest in a guy named Conor McGregor than they do a woman named Ronda Rousey right now. Now, does that mean I think that they have no interest in Ronda Rousey? No. I don't think that's the case. I think either the ways that I mentioned it, it could happen. Uh, Also, before we get into this show, I just want to say, Alex, I mentioned this to you on Skype. If they had Total Del Rio's, I'd watch every episode. No, I, w- I would watch it from start to finish. I wouldn't DVR it. I would be home Wednesday night at 9 p.m., my, an off night for me now. And I would watch every episode. The man got into a fight and went to jail this weekend. <laughs> he not only got into a fight. Did you read all the details? He got into a fight with somebody else. He, he and his brother in Austria at a nightclub in Austria. So you know there's all kinds of crazy drugs there. Got into a fight with somebody, right? They put somebody in the hospital. Then they were arrested. They put like wire cuffs on him. He broke out of those cuffs. They had to use ankle cuffs on Del Rio. They took him to the police station. At the police station, he started a fight with his own brother, who he was fighting alongside at the nightclub. It took 10 police officers to separate them. And that was on Friday. On Monday, he's back in the States. Somebody call Interpol. I'm pretty sure he escaped an Austrian prison. Hey. That happens. Uh, me and a bouncer at a bar had to break up a father and son that fought each other at a bar one time. There's a video of it online. But then the two, fa- the father and son that were fighting each other, like tried to team up and like double dragging everybody's asses. There were like women soccer kicking people. It was psychotic. Oh. Psychotic. Uh, that's under Alehouse Brawl somewhere online. But uh, I, hey, Del-, Del Rio is a pro fighter. Yeah. A professional yeah. fighter. Yeah. A little bit of a different situation than a couple of rednecks at a bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he, he <laughs> Paige and him showed up at the taping or at the, the, the venue today. They were there yeah. briefly, allegedly to talk about Paige's neck injury. We don't know that for sure. That's just hearsay. And then Del Rio tweets, and I quote, I'm pregnant, Marks. Talk about it. <laughs> Does that one is that is he confusing that when like people say we're pregnant? Like my wife is pregnant. So I don't I can say care. I love it. I think Who it's cares? great. If he if, if he's actually dropping the knowledge that somehow pregnant he knocked up Paige, like because that's like that would be crazy. I hate the term marks. I really do. Like, cause people don't know what it means anymore. But I, I love like there are some situations like that's a perfect use of it. It's so oh. funny. And like when Hogan was like, "Hey, Marks, don't work yourself into a shoot." <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Uh, somebody says, "Have you seen Sean Ross Sapp's wrestling theme?" Uh, wow, that was something. Somebody made a theme of "What's Up." Oh yeah. To the uh, yeah. Oh man. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> the return of Goldberg. We're going to have a lot of shows this week, guys. Before we get into all that, let's see. we got post-Smackdown show. Showdown Joe on Wednesday. I'm filming with Shane before he goes to the TNA tapings. I got Matt Riddle Thursday. 
I think Wednesday afternoon, I wanted to save it till this weekend, but I would feel like a real jackass if I didn't cover Wrestle Kingdom for you guys the afternoon after because I want to treat that as important as it is. So I'll be doing that, and I'll combine it, I think, with a year-end award show that Alex and I will do. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping I can make some special things happen for that show, but there you go. This show brought to you by Onnit. Head over to Onnit. Head over to our podcast page, fightful.com slash podcast, fightful.com. You're home for all your wrestling, MMA, boxing, news, columns, interviews, exclusives, videos, podcasts, coverage, and use the supplements that, uh, Bailey, Donald Cerrone, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, new UFC Bantamweight champion Cody Garbrandt used. They use the Onnit, Alpha Brain, the Shroom Tech, the T Plus, all that great stuff. I love taking Onnit Alpha Brain before our podcast. That way, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go mentally for some of these shows. Head over there, click on that uh, Onnit link on the Fightful.com page and support the Fightful podcast. If you Want to uh, sponsor? If you want to sponsor the Fightful podcast, email me Sean at fightful.com. We'll work out a little something. Uh, Brandon Hughes in our chat says, "I've been taking on at New Mood for two weeks. I notice a difference. Oh yeah, oh yeah. On at New Mood combined with that Alpha Brain, I get deeper sleep. I am a lucid dreamer now. I know when I am in dreams, so I just troll about my own dreams. You know how fun that is. You know how fun that is. In my dreams, I'm like." Busting Alex Pawlowski out of his basement prison. We're doing heists. Like, it's so awesome. It's great. If we're setting up a team to go for a heist, I want to bring in Del Rio. He'll be the muscle. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell That's yeah. Great. He's the number He's one got draft experience pick. busting out of prisons. So, yeah. We got Fightful.com raw coverage for you guys. Opening segment. I got to say this. Now, I am a huge proponent of DDP yoga. And they're not paying me to say this. They are the reason I was able to get back into the ring. And Mick Foley, at no point during his DDP yoga uh, experience, did he look like he lost 100 pounds until he cut his hair. <laughs> then he looked like he lost 100 pounds. Well, that was a lot of hair he cut. That was at least the last three pounds of that 100 yeah. came out of the head. Uh, uh, Jared KO were funny here, and the sky is blue. Yeah, yeah. No, they 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 were they were great. Uh, Foley was not good. Like I, I no. feel I feel bad for the guy. Like like the the hair do, doesn't doesn't work. It looked like he cut it with a weed racker. I honestly thought it was a wig. It looked so bad. Uh, like he had he had scrunched all of his other hair up underneath a wig, which is why it was all lopsided and lumpy. Uh, and then he, he knows, has no he, confidence. This guy, no confidence at all. No. He can't like he, he does. He made the joke, which I thought was, you know, clever that now I'm going to I'm going to write the name of the town I'm in on my hand so I don't mess it up like I did last week. That's fine. And then later he banned Jericho from ringside. But Jericho was in the match that he was banning him from. And <laughs> like it was just just awkward. And I feel bad for the guy and he should just go and do his thing where he's not in pain, you know, like get his pop for that $60,000, Mick. Lord knows you probably got it. Uh, if it's always going to be insurance, then he, it, he doesn't look right. Walk into the ring. 
You know, it's he's got to be in horrible pain. My father-in-law had his hip replaced, and he he could he could he looks Mick Foley looks like he did before the before the operation. It was uh, not good. I know that I did not miss Stephanie McMahon on hiatus a while back, but I'm glad that she's at least acting like she's on the same page as the GM that she handpicked. That was cool. Um, and I really loved that Stephanie brought up that SmackDown beat Raw in the ratings. Yes, I liked that too. And I thought it was odd that they chose to react to that by having basically the same matches they've been having for... Isn't that weird? Why wouldn't now, you change I- that up? I'll go ahead. I mean, you all can go and check it out on the, the Fightful.com awards polling. The the top promotions in wrestling voting is like WWE, New Japan. I can't remember the other one. But then just SmackDown. Then just SmackDown. And SmackDown's blowing everybody out of the water. So people went to the trouble of not voting for WWE just to vote and nominate SmackDown, which tells you plenty. Uh, three hours is too long. We're not going to beat that dead horse. Okay. We had Seth Rollins facing uh, Kevin Owens. And if Kevin Owens lost, he was banned from ringside in the Roman Reigns-Chris Jericho match. Rollins won via DQ. They did really good work as expected, but a couple of weeks away from the Rumble, this all felt inconsequential. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, maybe this is why they always wait so long to announce pay-per-view cards generally. Because they're afraid that it'll all seem inconsequential until then. I will say that the DQ protected both guys to a degree, but it made Kevin Owens look like an idiot. Like he didn't know the rules of wrestling. He hit a man with a ring bell in front of the ref, then goes, what? Yeah. What? No, I mean, I I thought on the first time I watched it that he didn't realize the ref was seeing it. Uh, But that's still a stupid reason to do it. Uh, if the whole point, my, my thought was though that whoever lost this match, I mean the, the winner of this match got the right to interfere in the in the match between Jericho and Reigns, which was just an, a, a weird way of booking your thing. Like whoever's going to be at ringside is going to do this, but the, I guess they they changed that by having Rollins never even show up during that match, which was just a weird. I don't know. It was all the whole thing was just a weird way of doing it. Um, yeah, I'm never going to complain about seeing Owens wrestle Seth Rollins, but at the same time, like, uh, okay, didn't I just watch this like at least a dozen times in the past six weeks? Like, it just feels that way. So that'll be a theme of the week for WWE. Uh, we got Ziggler, Corbin tomorrow, which. Might be okay, but they haven't traditionally had really good matches together outside of the triple threat match. Carl Anderson faces Cesaro, and Cesaro got an awesome pop, and the crowd was a lot more into this match than I expected. Uh, I will say, big shocker that a guy named Anderson has an awesome spine buster. Yeah. And I wish that they would allude that he is related to Arn, Gene, Lars, and Ole. Right. right. In some manner. Otherwise, I mean, why would they let him use the Anderson name? But I wish they would at least allude to that. What would it hurt? What would it help? It'd just be a cool little thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was an interesting thing. Like, the, there was a, uh, a, you know, one of the, not a fallout, but I guess a fall-in video that they posted before of talking to Anderson and Gallows about this match where Anderson was like, yeah, yeah a bunch of all these fans, they get – so upset about the littlest things. Like I tore a head off a bear last week. So what? 
I'm like, wow. Okay, so we're just going to – we're blowing past that, and he's, he doesn't care that you were upset about that. That's fine. Um, but it, it further cements that that angle was for nothing. It didn't build to a feud between Goldust and Anderson or between Golden Truth and Guns and Gallows. It was just a thing. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I guess we're, we're getting to this point where it's going to be Cesaro and Sheamus versus Gallows and Anderson as your program, you know, and we're dragging that out by having a uh, singles match. Uh, Anderson which, and Gallows, who have failed in five attempts to get the titles already, right? But not against this team. It's a whole new ball game. I don't, I don't get any of this. the The problem with with this is that the lower anything below like three teams on Raw, uh, especially now that you've you've basically said Enzo and Cass are not allowed to be part of the tag team division. Um, you know, like it's just abysmal. Everything lower than those top three teams. They're not allowed to do anything, so it's really kind of sad to see what's going on. But I, don't know. I thought the finish of this match was fantastic. Uh, Cesaro was on the top rope, about to superplex Carl Anderson. Gallows jumps on the apron, and Cesaro goes to help his partner. And he he is all about his partner on commentary, like he's putting him mm-hmm. over. Yeah, they are on the same page. It, Success heals a lot of issues, and it did with these two guys. Cesaro or Sheamus goes to help him, but accidentally hits the rope, and Cesaro gets crotched, and Anderson hits a badass flying neck breaker for the win. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like an A-plus flying neck breaker. That was really cool. Yeah, the match was good. The match was good. It just it, it feels like also you're, you're, you, you've put the belts on Cesaro and Sheamus, so let's have them lose most of their matches where the title's not up for grabs. I hate that. I do hate I, I, that. I hate it, and I wish they would stop doing that. But I think the uh, thing that Jason Solomon says is champs are chumps. That's pretty much the situation. Yep. used to be a lot worse. It used to be a lot, lot worse. Like You'd have your intercontinental champion losing and your cruiserweight champion losing to your world champion like every week. <sighs> this next segment. By the way, just want to throw this out here, guys. 3 a.m. Eastern, Wednesday morning. That'd be midnight Pacific, Tuesday slash Wednesday. We got Wrestle Kingdom coverage. Live coverage and discussion. Fightful.com. I'm either going to stay up or go to sleep and then wake up or something, but I'll, I'll be there for that. The Machine, David Tease, is covering that. Of course. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't David Tease cover that? But we got, we got you covered, guys. Last man standing match. Braun Strowman defeats Sami Zayn. This was my main event, Alex. Oh, yeah. The people's main event. Yes. And had, had that main event segment not happened, and I'll be honest, I'm not convinced Braun Strowman should have been in that main event segment. I think this should have went on last. I'm cool. Yeah. With, I'd be cool with that. Uh, Zayn made Strowman look like a million bucks. He is a perfect opponent. Strowman looked like he killed Zayn when he went for that torpedo DDT. I did think that going to a commercial in a match like this was really stupid. Yeah. That was awkward. I Just a little weird. Like, as I noticed we were in commercial, I was like, did I miss something? Like, did I, did I look down and, like, cha- like, during my notes and miss something? Also, I think WWE needs to explain why there's no chair shots to the head after having them for so long. Just say, hey, we don't want our guys getting concussions. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Just say, hey, that's a massive fine if they do right. that. Nothing uh, wrong with doing that. 
I, I agree. I think that your massive fine thing uh, would be one of those things where like Baron Corbin would do it anyway, because like, I don't care. I'm going to pay that fine. Give me that. Fi-. Like yeah. you have the, the guys who uh, in, uh, in football who like, yeah, I'll, I'll pay the fine for this ridiculous touchdown dance I came up with because I'm going to do that dance. I'll pay that fine, you know, but it's, well, it's that's why, that's why it should be a massive fine. Yeah. Let's, let's say like a million a, dollars. I'm yes. fine with that. An obscene amount. Yeah. We found out. Well, we didn't find out. We kind of knew. Braun can't sell for shit. Well, yes. He, yeah. He did, he did the Mortal Kombat, like, finish right. him. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the thing is, you can't, if you're going to book this guy like a, a monster, nothing really should affect him. A lot of stuff that, was, that Zane was doing to him didn't seem like it should really affect him. Uh, I'm much better with, 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 that with Braun like doing the wobble and you know thing than I am with say for example Shinsuke Nakamura taking 20 minutes of leg damage and then using his final five moves with that leg to win on offense that to me is a different kind of not selling that I'm I'm less okay with than this but you're right yeah it was hard for to to believe all that stuff because it's hard to believe that anything like if you could hit him with a truck and he'd be like ow you know, like that's the kind of guy he is. So, so a kendo stick's not gonna do much damage, and it didn't. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, this was this was pretty great. Uh, really well booked. Made both guys look great. This was exactly the what I wanted to happen when I came up with this idea on my own by myself on the podcast a couple months ago. And obviously, the WWE is watching and took this idea and uh, and went with it. And I, I commend them for 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 knowing a great idea when they saw one. They used a lot of their production tricks in this, a lot of like smoke and mirrors type of things, and it worked. It yeah. worked. Uh, Strowman threw some great knees towards the end, like really, really great knees. He was phenomenal. And I think it was uh, Rovert on Twitter that said, imagine if he was around in 1987. Oh well, if he was around in 1987, he would have been 100 pounds heavier because he probably would have been on steroids. True. But, um, man. A guy, they've got something with him, and if they keep protecting him and he keeps improving at the rate in which he does, and he keeps yeah. working with the right people, yeah. good news. Yeah. We had a segment backstage, New Day and Jack Gallagher. I thought this was kind of cool. You meshed the New Day and Gallagher a little bit. They were all backstage playing with umbrellas after Gallagher. They were putting over the, the gentleman's duel, Alex. Right. I... When I saw that that's what they were doing, I was so excited. And then it landed 10 seconds later, and I was like, no, this should be a thing. Like, the New Day's not doing yeah. anything right now. Jack Gallagher should teach the New Day how to be gentlemen. You could I, do hope, a- I, thought, I was hoping it was like an eight-man tag situation being set up. Oh, my God. There's just so many things you could have done with this, but it was over. It was immediately done. Like they even, they- imagine, imagine one of the cruiserweights working with Big E in the ring. Oh, they're, and just they're, flipping they're, and flying and catching. See, they're not they're not allowed to touch each other though. See, that's the thing is that we're selling them as being tiny little precious things made out of glass that can they can bounce into each other and not hurt each other. But if they're touched by somebody who weighs two hundred and six pounds, they'll just shatter into a million pieces. I uh, I saw somebody's tweet that said. It was a picture from a live event of a cruiserweight match, and it said the crowd didn't make a lot of noise during the cruiserweight match. Maybe they were confused because the ropes weren't purple. <laughs> New Day went out and gave out their New Year's resolutions. 
And Titus O'Neil interrupted and said that he wanted to join the New Day. Titus got one of the bigger pops of his career as he played a whistle, but they ended up trashing each other. This led to a match with Xavier Woods. Here are my notes. Sometimes you forget how athletic Xavier Woods is. Sometimes you forget how bad Titus O'Neil is. Yeah. People, you people, not all of you people, you people, some of you people were pegging Titus O'Neil as a potential main eventer a couple years ago. I remember the tweets. I can go back and find them. I can't believe it. I couldn't believe it back then. Couldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it now. This was, it was Xavier getting a win, whatever. They're in the Royal Rumble, though. Yeah. That's the, that that's begs the main the question. Yeah. That's the main thing. So I'll ask you this. Here's the main question I have for you. What will Kofi Kingston's spot be in this match? Well, they already did the thing, I think, last year where he, like, landed on Big E and Big E carried him out on, on his shoulders outside of the ring, which is pretty great. Yes. Uh, did I tell you the idea that my, my friend and I always wanted? No, please do. We wanted Hunico to make a Royal Rumble return. Kofi Kingston gets knocked out and he lands on his bicycle and rides around the ring and does bunny hops and shit. <laughs> well, here's the it thing they happen. could do. He could land on Enzo Amore's wheelchair. Yes! Well, oh, man. There's, I bet the seat would break or like... Something, something wrong, something wrong oh, with that. But here's, you know, they could brilliantly play it off this year. They could say that the New Day's streak ended and so did Kofi Kingston's streak of luck. Oh, yeah. That like could that, be good. You got to do that if he screws it up. Yeah. And thus far, he hasn't. He was real close during that WrestleMania Battle Royal. <laughs> real close. Yeah. yeah. I, thought it was, I thought this whole segment was, was, uh, was, you know, just more of the baby faces just being really mean to people. Like, like Titus came out, and for the most part, he was very respectful about, I would like to join the New Day. Uh, and, and then he's like, I'll even play your trombone. And, and Zero says, you can't touch her. And he says, okay, I won't. That's not starting a fight. At one point, he said that Big E didn't look great, but that's about it. Yeah. And then, then Xavier Woods just reads into him, just tears him apart, says that you should wind up on the back of a milk carton, which is what we do to children who've been abducted and murdered. That was rough. That was dark. That was morbid. Rough. And, you know, then, you know, it was he said he didn't have a manhood or something like that. It's just a lot more of baby faces just being really mean people. Next, he's um, going to say that you want to see him on a poster at Walmart or an investigation <laughs> discovery. Did you know that Fightful.com's own Anna Bauert was on an investigation discovery show one time? I believe I heard that. I realized that I had seen that episode, and I was like, <laughs> holy shit, you played Martha Moxley. You got your head beat in with a golf club. And I knew that I remembered it. There you go. Big fan of Investigation Discovery. What can I say? Maybe that's what subliminally got her the job. Uh, <laughs> watch Most Ridiculous featuring Anna Bauer on our YouTube and Fightful.com. It is one of my favorite things about this site. What do we have next? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, Xavier Woods won with the Sunset Flip. I like that. Good. Mm -hmm. In this... Supposed to be era of unpredictability since Brock yeah. Lesnar got beat in 86 seconds. There needs to be yeah. more of this. What do we got here? Backstage stuff. Bailey and Stephanie McMahon. I thought I liked their exchange. I'll tell you why. Also, stop putting so much goddamn makeup on these girls. Yeah. Stop it. 
They're making Bailey look like a clown. She does not need it. Part of her appeal was that she didn't have too much of it. And then these main roster makeup ladies go crazy. Paint them up like a rodeo clown. They did it um, the weekend that, I want to say maybe it was this past WrestleMania weekend they did it too. Because that's that's who they that's who was doing her makeup that weekend. I've talked enough about makeup. I'm okay with Bailey getting run down by Stephanie McMahon here because that's a part of Bailey getting over. Whereas most guys, it's not. Also, Bailey can beat the shit out of Stephanie McMahon at some point. That's a realistic thing that could happen. Yeah, Alex, what do you think of this? Uh, I I really enjoyed it. I, I but here's the thing: like to me, it's this. Weird thing of, are you making... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stephanie, the mega heel or not? Because there's this point where it's like the things that she says to Bailey sometimes, like in this in this particular case, and she says to other people sometimes, like what she hates Sami Zayn and thinks Sami Zayn has nothing to offer or whatever. These are the people who are the biggest true baby faces in the company and she hates them. But then she comes out and expects to get a big pop when she says, welcome to Monday Night Raw. Like, no, we hate you. Because last week you just you just shit all over our favorite people, so you, you you like she either make it a thing where she thinks she's a baby face and she's totally not, or you know make or, or you know or I don't know, but like it was kind of weird. Uh, I agree with you. Ba- I was look I was looking at Bailey's eyeshadow for most of this segment. Um, when we'll we'll come to this back to this later when she <laughs> made the match. I'm talking this much about makeup, but. It's no, it's a thing. She, it happened when when she made the match, uh, for the number one contenders match um, for to, to wrestle Charlotte at the Rumble, and she did it with Bailey versus Nia Jax. I was like, how are you going to protect Nia Jax in this? Because I I thought to myself they have to protect Nia Jax, and to me they we'll talk about it, but they didn't, and it was a really weird decision to me. I asked a question on Twitter today. Have you ever tossed a family member, a pet, a significant other, or a loved one over the back of your couch, Royal Rumble style? Are you asking Answer me? The question. Yes, I'm asking you. Um, I probably tossed a roommate over the back of my couch when That's I was in college. Count. I've never seen anything. Yeah. 77% yes, 23% no. <laughs> also, 23% lying their asses off as well. Yeah, that's true. Lying your asses off. We got some more Noam Dwar, uh, Cedric, Alicia creepiness. Yep. Yeah, sure. 
then we got Cedric versus Drew Gulak. So Cedric is over, so they beat him a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool idea. Cool idea. Yeah. Uh, really all there is to say about that, for me, what do you have? Uh, I love that Drew Gulak and Tony Nese are best friends. And when one of them has a match, the other one comes to the match in a full suit. I think that's a really that's cool. cool gimmick. I don't know what it signifies, but I think that's really cool. These are guys who, when they, like, it feels to me like they're old prize fighters from, like, the 40s who would, like, dress in the finest suits. But when they had a match, they stripped down to, like, their trunks or whatever and, like, would bare-knuckle box, box people. Like, it feels that, that way to me. Uh, so I like that a lot. I don't know where it's going. and probably going nowhere, uh, like most of the stuff they're doing. But it's weird to me that Cedric Alexander is, is you know, like caught up in a feud with these two dudes, and also Noam Dar, who's just just there to like zip jackets all the way up to his throat and go Alicia Fox. Like that's just basically his whole gimmick. So uh, yeah, I don't know what they're doing with it, but obviously Cedric Alexander is hugely over with the crowd. So let's keep him as far away from the cruiserweight title picture as possible. So I asked somebody. <laughs> Who works with WWE? I'm like, so I've noticed a little more of this type of stuff than previous years, per se. Yeah. And the the quote I was given, the quote I was given was, well, we're about to live in a different world, aren't we? Oh, no. <laughs> and I, I was like, fair. Not enough to make a story out of on yeah. Fightful.com, but yeah. enough for me to bring it up on the podcast, I yeah. guess. Ah, man. What do we got here? What's up next? Oh, yeah. TJP defeats Brian Kendrick. So one of the reasons I wasn't too hot on the brand split idea was that we'd see a lot of the same matches 100 times. Yeah. We are 93 away from that with TJP and Kendrick. Seven singles matches since September between the two. Yeah. It's a lot. It's too too much. Uh, I don't understand why this match existed other like they you have other guys for tjp to wrestle if you want to get him over so he can have a match tomorrow night with neville like we we remember because it was like three weeks ago when he was having like long matches with brian kendrick uh and it was really difficult to beat him because brian kendrick was doing like crazy stuff and asking like tjp to let him win and stuff and this was literally just weeks ago uh and now it's like no big deal he just goes out there and beats Kendrick and like it's nothing, uh, which is it's just weird. Like there's other people for him to beat. Have him beat Tony Nese with Drew Gulak ringside in a suit. That'd be fun. But like this isn't this isn't anything. Uh, all you're doing is building toward uh, uh, hopefully Neville beating the crap out of TJP tomorrow night, and then Neville finally getting his cruiserweight match with uh, with Swan at the Rumble, and Neville winning, and then we can have the baby faces, including Cedric Alexander, chasing Neville. So we can get to a four-way ladder match for the Cruiserweight Championship involving Neville, Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan, and somebody else. Not TJP, because I'm kind of done with him. I can't remember if it was this show or another show, but I wish they would go the uh, – one of the few things that ECW, like the remake, did that I liked was Ric Flair would like come in and compete for the ECW title, and people would be like, well, shit, I'm going to watch that. If yeah. the people that we mentioned, Enzo, Xavier Woods, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn keeps doing this thing where he's like, well, I don't know. I'm not a cruiserweight. I'm 212 pounds. When Cedric Alexander dropped from like 225, 230 to make that yeah. limit. 
I would like to see them compete and lose. Yeah. Have Neville beat them. There's nothing wrong. Neville's beaten most of those people already anyway. Right. Now, we, we skipped uh, uh, Roman and Jericho, right? We're getting back to it. I just okay. lumped in the cruiserweight stuff. Okay, cool. I somehow missed the Rusev, Jinder Mahal, Enzo cast thing. I got to go back and watch that. No, you don't. What happened? No, you don't have to, you don't have to go back. They, they, they promoted heavily today that it is going to be a tag match between Rusev and Jinder Mahal and Enzo and Cass. They said, well, tune in tonight. You're going to want to see this. It's going to be great. Uh, and then, A, Enzo didn't compete in it. It was a handicap match that they thought, this is fair. Rusev and another big dude versus Big Cass is a fair fight. We want you to think this. Uh, and then it was over in like a minute and a half. Uh, and it started out as like they were tagging in the, for the handicap, and then they stopped doing that. Uh, and Big Cass ran wild over all of them uh, until he got distracted by uh, Jinder and took a big kick from Rusev and got pinned. They didn't have him tap out to the accolade. I've never seen Rusev hit that kick and then not go into the accolade, which is weird. I've never seen him win with that kick. So uh, they they had the only way apparently you can beat Big Cass is if two guys who were almost his size team up against him alone. Uh, but that was it. That was what they promoted heavily all afternoon. I have a lot of people saying you don't need to watch it. It was dumb. Well, I have to watch it. I do a, I do the Sean Ross sap <laughs> raw blog every week. My raw thoughts that go up at 8 a.m. Eastern every Tuesday morning. You can also watch this show embedded in that. But yeah, I gotta. I don't want to leave that incomplete. Sounds like I didn't miss a lot. United States Championship, Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens is banned from ringside. The rule was, if Reigns gets DQ'd or counted out, he lost the title. I did like those stakes. I was not too into this match till the end, but they turned up the heat at the end. And I really loved Chris Jericho trying to bust out the Eddie Guerrero spot to get it done. Reigns won, and I don't know why he still has this belt. Nope. Because if he loses it, it... If he loses it like a week or two before the Rumble, well, we're going to know the score. Right. Right. Um, This was the perfect opportunity to put the title on Jericho, which I don't know if I would like because then he's not defending the belt at Rumble either. But, you know, whatever. The Eddie Guerrero thing was great. was brilliant. Um, And then... In the, in the first instance of this happening in the history of wrestling, the ref believed Roman Reigns when he said he didn't hit him with the belt because Roman Reigns is so upstanding. Why would he lie? It's like child George Washington chopped down a cherry tree and told his father, I cannot tell a lie because, because he's so pure of heart. Why would he ever need to lie to win a match? Uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. If they've ever done it before, but I don't remember it. Every time, so every time somebody would do that, Eddie would throw the throw the, thing, the belt at somebody, lie down, he'd turn around, and no matter how big of a baby face that person is, the ref would go, "I see you holding the belt. I see him lying down. Therefore, you hit him. You're disqualified." And that's I don't know. I don't know why that didn't happen here. Uh, so yeah, it was just it was just another way of showing how Roman Reigns is above everything else. Uh, it's just funny. So well, I mean. I know why it shouldn't have happened there because he didn't do it. Well, yeah, one. right. You, it's rude. 
He didn't do it. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm just saying. Off. I'm just saying consistency is basically all I asked for. Sure. At a, as a bottom line, and that was just well. Maybe maybe these refs are evolving. Hey, speaking of refs evolving, guys, as I mentioned, me and Shane tackled a bunch of rules, like weird rules in pro wrestling, like DQs on a title match. Like, why isn't going through an announce table a DQ? Why is a taped fist illegal? Why were closed fists illegal? We tackled a lot of that stuff on the podcast last week. Go check that out. I mentioned. Well, I don't like refs taking away from matches, taking away from attention. I would love if there was just a no-nonsense ref, like a ref that these these heels would get and they would go, oh, shit, Mike Chioda, him, I'm getting him. He doesn't let anything fly. Like, I'm not getting away with anything if Chioda's in there. Just have a no-not. I think that could enhance a lot of stuff. And he builds it up. He doesn't give a lot of warnings. He's like, he DQs people when they – like, just – I hate that it should be a good referee gimmick because they should all be good. You're taught, especially, don't bury the ref in the first match because otherwise the the fans will not respect him throughout the show. But, I mean, they've conditioned us to think that all refs are morons, so I don't know. Bailey defeated Nia Jackson, a number one contender match. Whoever agented this match should have really nixed that uh, ring post shoulder spot that we saw like three or four times tonight because it happened a lot. Um, yeah. Sasha Banks distracts Nia, allows Bailey to hit an awesome super Bailey to belly or belly to Bailey. I can't remember which it is for the win. And I'm cool with Bailey having Nia Jax's number. I'm okay with that. And it sets up your two matches for the Rumble. Yeah. I just I I I did I felt like that the Nia Jax undefeated on the main roster thing was it was special and important. Uh, I, I guess they they could have made a bigger deal about you know, holy crap Nia Jax got Scott pinned. That's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a difficult thing because we've if you watch NXT you've seen her lose several times. Uh, to, you know yes. to Bailey and to Oscar. Um, but if you don't watch NXT. This is the first time you've seen this monster of a woman pinned. It's a major deal, but they didn't make that into a major deal. Uh, it should have been this. Uh, my thought was it would be kind of interesting if Charlotte had interfered on behalf of Bailey because she thinks Bailey is a much easier target to beat at the Royal Rumble, and in the process makes an enemy of Nia Jax. You could protect Nia Jax in that way, and. Uh, and then also leave something open for the future. I guess she was distracted by, by an injured woman walking out with her music playing, uh, which was enough to have her, you know, have Bailey leap up and belly to belly suplex a woman four times her size. But okay. Imagine NBA players had the mental state of WWE wrestlers because, like, Jimmy Butler would not have dropped 52 points. If he hears, like, smoke weed every day playing in the background like they do over the, the PAs, at it, it, it's so weird. That's what gets them. I don't know. And it would be so great if you have, like, LeBron James at the free throw line and then, by God, that's Kevin Durant's music, you know, and he just <laughs> That would be great. Okay. Main event segment. It's the Kevin Owens Show. And obviously, Chris Jericho is is the Andy Richter of this show. <laughs> and they have an actual man 
standing with a Kevin Owens show shirt and like a block there. Chris Jericho announces that he is in the Royal Rumble. This is his best chance to win a Royal Rumble of his career. Yeah. The best chance. Yeah. Somebody says Alex needs a new background setting. Yeah. I'm I might get a I'm I think I'm getting a green screen soon. So y'all might not see all of this. Ooh, wow. I don't know if I want you all to see fancy a movie poster of me and my wife and a gas heater because electric is ridiculous in, in this size of a house or my, my leather chair emporium I've got going on here or my my foam that I have on the wall so sound won't bounce, so I might have a green screen. That way, I don't want to pull open Google Effects and mess up something. I'm not doing it. But <laughs> don't do it. You know, I might I might do that. Alex, you might need one too, buddy. Look at yeah, that. I, I might. I might. I'm planning on drywall on this thing and actually putting up real, like making this thing go oh. finished basement. But I don't know when yeah. I have time for that. I'm busy doing fightful yeah. stuff. That's true. That's true. Goldberg comes out. Then, yeah, he he's so damn cheesy on the mic. I hate him on the mic. He is. He's. Spear, jackhammer. Kevin, Kevin Owens makes fun of him. And throws like, oh, that was that was the best part of the entire night. Even better than Braun winning. He, like Kevin Owens just being completely unafraid of Goldberg. That was just so wonderful. And I thought he was going to pay for it by getting speared and jackhammered. But that was just so great. Like him being legitimately. That was the guy who came in and beat John Cena clean. That was that guy. That's the guy I've been wanting him to be as Universal Champion this whole time, and they haven't let him be it. We have somebody saying he ain't winning shit, to be honest, SRS. Uh, yeah, if they want to set up a Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho title match, which they absolutely could, he could win it. Because Kevin Owens was worried. He was not happy. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns comes out. You got a cool moment where he and Goldberg go face-to-face. That was kind of neat. That was that was, that was was a moment. Um then Braun Strowman comes out, and I thought to myself, oh, fuck. He's getting speared. He's getting speared. This whole night was used to get these two guys over, and they speared him together simultaneously. I want to know what you thought of it. Oh, it was awful. The whole thing was, it was just bad. Like, I, I, when, I, when, I, when I saw that it was Jericho out there, I thought, okay, Jericho – can take a spear. It won't hurt him. He's the guy who takes finishers from people. He gets pedigreed three times every week. That's fine. Uh, I wanted I wanted him to protect Owens, which they did. But not to the detriment of this monster you've built for months now. Um, I mean, granted, it took two of them to knock him down. You know what I mean? Uh, I would have liked it if he had been knocked down but not out. Like if he had rolled yes. to the outside, stood up and stared him down, that would have been fine with me because I understand why five, yes. like, you know, 600 pounds of the, men the Brock, running at you. Where, where Jeff Hardy hit him in the head with a chair and he didn't yeah. fall down. He fell to the outside of the ring and just stared yeah. at him. Yeah, something something like that to protect him in some way. But, um, but just to prove that Goldberg and Roman Reigns together – could knock down Braun Strowman, which we kind of already would have assumed if he didn't show it to us. But just it just looked. I by the way, uh, we forgot Paul Heyman coming out just to announce that Brock Lesnar wasn't there, which was really yeah, great. It was just that. useless. But the best part about Heyman being in this thing entirely 
was Braun walks down to, to the ring, turns, sees a cowering in the fetal position Paul Heyman, and plucks the microphone and to talk and say, if anyone's going to win the Royal Rumble match, it's going to be me. And then he get, gets in the ring and gets speared. You're muted. Brilliant stuff from Paul Heyman there where he was cowering. I thought yeah. that was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like that. I'm usually pretty passive when it comes to like the Roman Reigns stuff. I, he, he's a good worker. I think a lot of people will be like, oh, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty damn good worker. He got a four-star match out of, out of uh, Big Show. And I had some people that were like, well, it was a weapons match. Anybody could do that. Well, everybody doesn't do that. So no, he's get the hell over it. He's fine but, in the ring. It's just the way that they 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 book him and write him to me. You got four other really over people who got over naturally in that ring. Goldberg came back. He's over. Jericho got over. Kevin Owens is over. Braun Strowman got over. And they're like, all right, let's give this guy the rub. Let's get it because this will work. This will get him. No, when really him being a dickhead heel would get him over in two months yeah, at the most. Then you, there was a guy, like I said, The Rock, you turned him heel for a few months in the corporation, and then he was the biggest, one of the biggest baby faces. It's not tough. Yeah. It's not there, tough. There are, there are, there are the moments where he's been the most over was when he was just a wrecking crew by himself. That, the moment where he, where he, where he decked Vince McMahon, they loved him, mostly because he was decking Vince McMahon, but they loved him. When he beat the crap out of Triple H after he, uh, after Sheamus beat him, I mean, that was, that was huge. Like, it was a year ago, and he was, they, Philly loved him. Like, he would, it would not take him very long at all to, to be, to be over as a heel. Um, but this, what they did here is just like, have him come out and be like, you two guys are delusional, and I got something for you, Bill Goldberg. It's just like, it's just so, it's just smarmy Joe, and I just don't, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like this person they've created, you know, and to tell him, and, and then the problem is, is that you look in the crowd, because they have all those ridiculous random crowd shots, and it's just children who are cheering for him, just 11-year-old boys who are like, he's the superhero, and I want to be just like him. Like, that's, I mean, that's fine for 11-year-old boys, but there's got to be some kind of nuance or reality to this character in some way, you know, to me. Preaching to the choir. We'll get into the questions here. Other than HBK, what top stars is Jericho beaten cleanly? I don't have an encyclopedia of wrestling in front of me. Didn't he he beat AJ clean as a whistle at Hania? I believe so. Does uh, one intriguing last man standing match and a really solid three to four final minutes of Raw save a three hour and ten minute shit fest? No, no, no. Because I would, I would argue that the last three to four minutes of of Raw were not good. <laughs> How huge of schmucks do Owens and Jericho look like for not having Owens come out and attack Jericho so he could win the title? Um, not very much. It makes whoever asked the question look like a schmuck. No offense, yeah, because Owens was banned from ringside. What do you think of WrestleMania 34 coming back to New Orleans, Alex? Well, it is, it's, it's basically like the Super Bowl, isn't it? There's like six cities that they rotate between. Uh, I guess there was a lot of talk about it being in Minneapolis and the new big stadium they're building up there. Um, I mean, I'm fine with it. The, the WrestleMania 30 was great. That crowd was great. 
had amazing moments. WrestleMania 30 is a seminal, uh, I mean, that's where The Undertaker lost his streak. That's where Brian, Daniel Bryan had his amazing WrestleMania. So, yeah, let's bring it back there. Like, basically, you know, it's four years later, and we can build up this whole thing of the mystique of Mania in that way would be, uh, is, is fine. Uh, I would just, I'm interested in seeing what other places they might do it. Botched Jinder Mahal fan says, Goldberg needs to stop cutting everyone off from speaking. Yeah, that, that's annoying. He forgot his cue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob says, remember when Eric Rome was the co-main event of WrestleMania? Ah, good times. Yeah, with The Rock. <laughs> Here's the thing. Who? Nobody can take that away from him. Right. What, what act is The Rock or Stone Cold going to come in and piss all over at Mania this year? That's my thinking. Like who's who's not my, my my thought is that if they ever if they actually use Conor McGregor to come in and do something and just knock somebody out or do something that person's going to be Rusev that's who they're going to use to do it. Well, look at it this way: who who were the ones they they crapped all over? This well, they year? had was they Sheamus, had, Del Rio, Barrett, and Rusev. Two of those guys are long gone, right? Those, but then they also crapped all over the New Day by having yes, yeah, true. Stone Cold stunner uh, Xavier Woods, and uh, yeah. then they had The Rock just come out and just call basically the entire White family fat, and then beat beat Eric Rowan in six seconds. So we'll see who it is this year, but I'm hoping that those guys will be safe. Uh, do we think that Triple H will be in the Rumble to progress the Rollins storyline? Well, this mm. was the was this not the first uh, Monday without? Uh, Monday Night Football. I thought all the games were yesterday. Um, to me, it was seems like like this is the pr- prime time now for Roll- for for uh, sorry for uh, Triple H to get back on TV so that they uh, they attribute the the ratings going up to him being back and not the fact that football's over. Maybe. What do we think of the Undertaker being on Raw next week instead of SmackDown? Well, it's in New Orleans, right? Which is where they just announced uh, Mania 2000 next year. Michaels will be on the show, too. Michaels will be on the show, too. Hey, two things. A, he's announcing he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. I think I, I think that would be great. Um, I think he should come in at 30. I think it'd be like to, to save him some, you know, some wear and tear. I would love to see him win it coming in at 30 and then challenge Cena, who just beat um styles that night. I think that's a that's a cool that's a cool way of booking it. Um but also the possibility is that he's he uh he makes he says next next WrestleMania is going to be my last WrestleMania 2018 back here in New Orleans. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to exercise the demons that like where I lost my streak here, this is where I'm going to end it. And he could call somebody out possibly, you know, like they could do that that far in advance for Undertaker's final thing since it's in the same city. It's a great idea. A great idea. People ask me who I think will win the Rumble. It's too early to tell. I'll I'll give that answer a little bit closer. I will be at the Rumble, so will uh, Kyler James. Alex, you going to break the site while I'm gone? Your wife might give birth. I'm going to try my damnedest to not break the site if my wife is not currently in labor. Oh, man gonna have to like make sure that carlos and john have like editing privileges and stuff and like i've already i've already asked a bunch of people i'm like listen 
Jeff, are you doing any podcasts that weekend? I need you on if possible. Anna, are you busy that weekend? Yeah. Need you on if possible. And I'm going to try uh, – we'll have Alex like send me the link to the podcasts, and I will do my best to call in right. to those and like do like a brief like five-minute thing because I'll be on a phone if I do that. Yeah. And give like a little live update. And if my audio sucks and you can't hear me, eject me from the damn thing. <laughs> you got an unusual – how many X NXT champions do you see holding titles – Post WrestleMania, that's a very vague question. Well, a very vague question. Uh, there could be. I mean, Charlotte isn't Charlotte one, and Bailey's one, and yeah, it's that's too vague of a Finn? question. I'm like, sorry, it's like, too much. It's like this. Yeah, you have to like name me all the people who were there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. A ton of ton of people. What's the end game for Roman's U.S. title reign? I mean, yeah, double champion. That's possible. Mm-hmm. But what's next? Who beats him for it? All right, now. How about he defends it against somebody other than Kevin Owens or Chris Jericho? That's what I would like to see. Okay. Now, the same person that I asked about the the storylines. Yeah. I said, is he getting both of these titles? And the person said, if he did, then it was probably inspired by Vince seeing Conor McGregor with two titles. Right. And I was like, he's had a person with two titles a million times. Yeah, but this one's and different. He said, and he said, he didn't say... It was inspired. He said, if it happens, it probably was inspired by this most recently. And I was like, well, here's the thing. I I don't want to say Roman Reigns isn't over, but it's not an achievement if he does it. I don't know. I don't know. The the let's go Roman, Roman sucks chants tonight were really, really loud. I mean, both, both, both versions of them. But just the whole thing of the commentary team putting over, well, you sure are passionate about him. Just that doesn't explain away how half of your audience is booing him, you know? That's that's like my biggest pet peeve in life is my intelligence being insulted. Yeah. That's the worst. Um, Let's see. What do we have here? Am I going to evolve in San Antonio? I'm going to try to make it. Like, here's the situation there. I'm trying to fly in Friday. Now, January in Kentucky – is unpredictable and rough. I may not get in until Saturday afternoon for all I know. They may delay flights and delay and delay and delay. Matt, I think, gets in late Friday night, and I don't know where he'll be. Immediately after Evolve, he's getting the hell out of town. He has Submission Underground the next day against Jeff Cobb. So he's got that. I'm hoping I can make it to the Evolve show. There's a Wrestle Rumble thing that I'd like to participate in. I like those people, but... Hey, if the boss man wants me to go to Evolve, I've got to go to Evolve. It's my job. It's my job. Follow us at Fightful Online, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. We have features coming all week long. I have one on the state of the UFC women's 135-pound division. Uh, Constantine Eckner has some stuff as well. Showdown Joe has tons of stuff. I'm sure Alex does as well. Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauer. If you do not watch this show... I may, what would I do? What would I do? I will give you a bunch of expired coupons and laugh at you when you go and use them and they are actually expired. (laughs) Sick burn, boss. Got him. Got him. Alex, where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, At 
Pawlowski the fourth, P A W L O W S K I T H E, the numeral four T H. Guys, if you all are not watching these Matt Riddle and Shane Helms podcasts, I don't know what to tell you. You dumb. Subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. Leave us a thumbs up. Visit Fightful.com. We got all your news. We got all your live coverage. We don't hit you with a billion little articles like, oh, photo of Chris Jericho or getting on a plane. We put all that stuff in fight size updates. That way you're not clicking 700 different articles all day. We're here for you. Of course, traffic drives our revenue. But we don't want to do it at the expense of alienating our readers. We have photo sections, video sections, um, exclusive sections, forums. Register absolutely free at Fightful.com. We have financial analysis from Brandon Howard. He has a feature coming out this week. It's all there. Fightful.com. There is nothing that you could possibly need that Fightful.com doesn't have. More live coverage and discussion than any other website. Guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I am back tomorrow night after SmackDown. We are out.